Welcome to At The Whiteboard. I'm Nicole North and I'm your host. This season on At The Whiteboard, we're focusing on everything leadership, learning, and development. We have a ton of great guests ready to share their knowledge. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Hello and welcome to At The Whiteboard. I am your host, Nicole North, and I am joined today by someone I respect and adore very, very much, uh, Monica Zimmerman from MLZ, or MLZ, as we would say here in Canada, Consulting. Hi, oh my gosh, how are you? Glad to be here right back at you. What a privilege, thank you. I am very excited to have you here. Uh, I am totally uh, drawn to Monica Zimmerman's messages because they are brief. They are tactical. They are um, smart. Um, and, and Monica really focuses on this idea of how can we tap into our creative DNA as business leaders. So MLZ Consulting is, is, Consulting is a consultancy that focuses on awakening your creative D- DNA. They work with leaders, entrepreneurs, and organizations and help you discover how to activate and reconnect with your creative genius. And this is not just for artists and poets. Uh, We've all got the same access. So I want to get right into it and talk about why leaders today need creativity. Well, Nicole, I'm glad you asked me because it's such a crucial, like pivoting point. I hate that word, but anyway, I'm going to say it, pivoting point. Uh, The last few years we taught us anything is um, uh, your intuition and your insights can guide you to the best outcomes um, and making decisions for yourself, self-reflection. So that's been a great time for that. So now how do we apply that moving forward in 2022? And um, we all have the same creative DNA. It comes out differently. Some people are great chefs. Some people can fold laundry like nobody's business. Some people can make a great painting. Some people can do a very great speech. I mean, it's all from the creative DNA that we carry within us. And if we're not accessing it, we're A, we're not, living to our fullest potential, that's no good. Secondly, um, how we make things better. Like I think the sort of the collective consciousness for a moment, people wanna make things better. They wanna live better. They wanna have a better life. That's why everyone is leaving their jobs if they're unhappy or it's not supporting them or they don't are aligned with the, with the principles and, and mission statement of the companies. So back to your question as they go off the rails. Um, uh, your creative DNA, so innovation, creative, creative thinking and um, mental health. We talk about this a lot. Now, how do we, how does that connect as a creative leader and your mental health? Well, if you are stressed out, overwhelmed, um, sort of intoxicated with your, your work life, and you're unable to stop and unplug, how are the ideas going to, going to, how are you going to download them? How are you going to have access to them? If you're so in the mode of working 24 seven, you have to take a break. You have to create some time for yourself. And I tell uh, many leaders I work with that you're the talent. So you hire people to do the data work. You hire people to do this A, B, and C. So you can afford yourself the time and space to let things unfold. And what do you do when you have a tight a budget in a company and you're like two people deep and that's it. And you're doing everything in company. Well, you have to, have to do it. You just have to. <laughs> your creative, your creativity deserves it. And um, 
it will never let you down. Like your insights, will, your intuition, your, your inner knowing, your creative DNA will never let you down if you remain open and, and have access to it. Well, let me see if I've got this right. So when we get overwhelmed, stressed, um, burnt out, having mental health issues, you know, dealing with the stresses and the change um, in life that's been ha- happening over the last 24 months plus, um, we can't, you know, we're not talking about creatively drawing a painting or like innovating a, a new robot or a new product. We're fundamentally talking about the creativity to solve problems and the, the creativity to handle unusual circumstances with grace and uh, kindness and curiosity, all those things. So when, when we talk about creativity, uh, we're not talking about getting out a, a palette and, and putting on your artist hat. We're not Van Goghing it necessarily. Uh, we're creatively solving problems, creatively innovating within our realm. Yes, and as our friend Meredith Grindai says, um, uh, you know, so yes, it can be a part of sitting down for five minutes in the morning and doodling, maybe with your left hand, taking a different way to work than you normally would. Break up your patterns throughout the day. Um, um, finger painting. <laughs> if you have kids with, you know, they have, they're painting or they're doing, you know, have you ever been to a preschool? There's paints everywhere. There's, there's, there's blocks to build things. Go build something. Go do something out of your norm like a kid would. Um, you know, and then there's creative thinking, like you were just speaking about, like, how do I creatively solve this problem with an employee or a coworker? How can I think outside the box? Um, what, are my, what are my tools in which to make these changes? Um, what's a creative way? Um, do we take a walk instead of get out of the, stay in the office and face each other? Do we walk somewhere side by side looking straight ahead? Do we have tea and talk about nothing but um, our favorite movie, Love Actually? Maybe we just sit and talk about that. Oftentimes, once you relax, you open up the floodgates to everything else. Once you're, if you're in the stress, you're tightened up. There's no way for things to get in that they're going to move and shake your world and be innovative. And it's like you've got blinders on, right? Yes. Yeah. There's right when you're in that when you're in that space when you're not tapping into that creative place, you are acting within boundaries and guidelines that might be limiting you from your potential, limiting your organization from their potential, limiting their teams from potential. If you are uh, so laser focused and blinded to the possibilities. It's the, you just live in the same box you created. There's no, there's no open window or door. You're just in the box. You're just hanging out in the box. I don't want to live in a box. <laughs> there's so many great ideas outside of the box, if we're going to use that, that metaphor. Um, so innovation, creative thinking, and improves mental health. All those things um, combined nurture and move your leadership forward, moves your organization forward. Um, it's just the number one gig that needs to happen to access your creativity in, in modern leadership today. It makes me think, um, uh, you know, I don't know if you, you do know Diane Allen, our, uh, our friend uh, that focuses on that flow state. Um, yeah. And I did do a podcast with Diane as well, which people should definitely listen to. It's super, super cool. Um, 
but I, I almost want to make a, a, a connection there. Um, it, just like getting into flow state, there must be steps to getting into that creative state of mind. Um, and you mentioned uh, doodling or doing things. Talk to me about how we as leaders, uh, what tools are at our fingertips, so to speak, to activate that creative flow state? One of the things I first recommend if they're um, concerned, well, here's the thing. When I say, just go ahead and doodle, 80% of the clients will have a freak out. I can't draw. I'm not an artist who's going to, you know, they go, they kind of revert to their childhood of who's watching. Am I going to be judged on this? So I say, you know, go in a room, turn off all the lights and draw. So no one's even watching. Like you're not even watching. It's about getting out of your, your, um, your, your, your data-driven left brain and connect to the right brain because they both work in concert with each other. So one way we start is just drawing. If that doesn't work, turn off the lights. If that doesn't work, uh, then we try, we go outside. I mean, we, there's, here's the thing is everyone's different and they learn differently. And if you're able to match your, whatever you're promoting and doing in your services to meet them where they're at. That's really the goal. I spent about 16 years as a midwife and every person I worked with was different. Hey, well, how do I approach this person? And then you spoke about this, Nicole, before about you, you know, you, you figure out their learning style and how they want to hear and how they receive information. So get back to your question. So we start with drawing and doodling. Okay. We go outside for 10 minutes. We leave, we try to leave the phone off, leave it in the car, whatever. Closing your eyes here's the thing for like a minute, two minutes reduces 80% of stimulation. If you're overstimulated, overwhelmed because you have 500 projects going on, go in your car and close your eyes. It's a simple, free, effective way to bring yourself down. Um, when your cortisol levels are through the roof, there's no way you tap into your, cre your creative DNA. So we want to we get that, that good feelings happening. And drawing for 45 minutes lowers your cortisol levels has been proven scientifically, if you like data. Um, so that's where we start. And then we start building a program like, well, what do you really wanna do? Is it, what do you wanna focus on? Innovation, creative thinking, improves mental health, all of the above. We start with one because it can be too overwhelming. You're making a dinner. You don't make the dinner all at once. You go, okay, I'm gonna work on the potatoes right now. I'm gonna work on this right now. And then you put it together. So we figure out what's the best plan to move forward. What are your needs and goals and your vision? And we go from there. But it starts with just, again, self-care, taking time to create space. That means hiring someone to do something else, delegating a project to someone else, saying no. Saying no to a work, to a work you know, you have five things going on. Oh there's, oh, there's more work coming in. There's more. No, I cannot right now or space it out to give you time to exhale. So to get to the next one. So you're in a, so you're offering your best and not on a few, you're not on fumes. If you're going to visit your relatives, you're not gonna to wait to fill up your gas. I fill up my gas tank before I go and meet them. So I'm, so I'm doing some self care that way versus, oh, there's half a tank, I hope we can make it. No, fill up your tank. I like that metaphor, I'm gonna be using it. Let me write that down. <laughs> uh, it makes me think of, uh, the seven types of rest 
that every person needs. And I think that's pretty interesting, right? If in order to actually be creative in your problem solving or creative in how you think or creative for the purposes of innovation, um, we need to be in a mental state that's that's rested and allows us to, to activate those pieces. So I love the notion of seven types of rest. Learn that from Sumana Jetty. Um, nice. Physical rest, right? So that passive or active. So that could be sleeping or napping. It could be yoga, stretching, massage, whatever helps your body, uh, you know, increase its circulation and flexibility. Mental rest. Um, the idea of being able to. Uh, kind of wipe your mind clean. Uh, I use bullet journaling for my mental rest to kind of knock to-do lists off my uh, mental load so that I can feel like I can do things. Uh, sensory rest. So you mentioned that one, pulling our way, uh, our ways out of the screens, removing our eyes from phones, tablets, TVs, you name it. And then there's creative rest. So taking a nature walk, drawing, doodling, um, my creative rest is I will sometimes play the piano or I will put on songs when I'm really stressed out uh, and I get in the car to go drive and pick up the kids from school or whatever. Um, I put songs that I love to belt out at like, you know, Celine Dion levels, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, that helps me kind of break out of that. Uh, let's see what else here. I'm trying to emotional rest. Uh, and then there is spiritual rest. So I love those seven uh, types of rest. So I think uh, what you're tapping into, um, Monica, is, is, is ensuring that we get that creative rest so we can do the creative work. Yes. I had a, uh, I I a woman uh, about a year ago and and she was like, she was running this art studio, funny enough. And she's like, I just don't, I don't have the time to do da, 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 da. And I'm like, well, again, you're the talent. Do you need to stay late to clean up? Oh, there's volunteers to do that. Oh, well, let them do that. How do you get ready in the morning? Well, I, I usually I walk around back because it's in her studio. It's in her, her, her businesses outside in a little college, cottage in the studio uh, by her house. Anyway, so it's like, well, what do you do in the morning to prepare? Well, I get my daughter ready. So, well, how is she? Can she get, I mean, just about asked being curious. How, how can we problem solve this and create more space? So she decided at 10 minutes in the morning, she would just do her. Her daughter can get ready. She's 15, 16. You know, she's like, I really don't need to do that. So having your hands in all kinds of, of pockets, all kinds of, 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 of ways of being, uh, you know, you, you can take your hand out here. <laughs> you don't have to touch that every morning. You don't have to touch that every afternoon. Again, have a volunteer, hire someone, delegate. Um, you're still the CEO and the leader and the manager if you delegate. Some people feel like they lose their power if they give all their jobs away. Well, what's my worth if I'm not doing this, this, and this because I know I'm really good at it? Your worth is still there. The brilliance is you're having someone else do it because now it frees you up to do even higher work and tap into your creativity and make better innovative decisions. Be more present with your teams. I mean, the manager, their job, yeah, it's, you know, it's making sure that this box gets checked, it's very tactical and strategic. But I think the new manager position has to do everything. They're the mom, the dad, the brother, <laughs> the sister. Um, 
Yes, is this task done? We're meeting this timeline. So it's, it's super comprehensive. So how do we even, I mean, that's a whole nother conversation right there. It's like, how do we create our, give our, you know, empower our managers to make the best decisions they can. As a leader, you need to step out and actually hire the people and then have them do their job. So it's just like this cyclical thing we go back into is, you know, when does, when does it stop? Stop the madness. It's interesting tapping into your creative DNA as you talk about it um, seems also very like intimately connected to um, burnout and workplace wellness, right? They kind of, you know, they kind of workplace wellness and, and burnout are barriers to activating your creative DNA. Yes. Um, so you, you have to address one uh, before you can be the other. Uh, so I love some of those strategies of delegating, offloading. And I really struggled with that. Um, there was a, a period, and I'm sure you, you, you know it very well, Monica, because I was just a, a chronic meeting canceller. I was overwhelmed. I mean, I'm still a chronic meeting canceller, but usually that's me saying like, I, I need to rest. I haven't I, I got too blocked up and I got too overwhelmed and I need to take it or, you know, I didn't plan something as well as I could have because I didn't have the time. Um, but those ideas of delegating were hard for me as a entrepreneur because I, I'm still struggling to find that capacity and who can handle that, that can actually do it to the quality that I want or do it to the standard or, uh, execute the creative vision that I have for something, right? So you pass off your social media or you pass off some website design and you ultimately go like, yeah, but that's not at all what I was thinking about. Now I have to redo it. Um, so it, it is very cyclical, as you mentioned, but I, I love this idea of the only way to tap into your creative DNA is if you've taken care of yourself um, in terms of workload and burnout and time management and organizational skills. So the last kind of connection I see there is connection between resiliency and creativity. So once you activate some of those uh, resilience dimensions like self-efficacy, social interaction, um, I'm trying to think what some of the other resiliency dimensions are, um, goal setting, organization, right? Once you've activated those and worked on those skills, that also permits you to be uh, creative. Yes, it does. And it kind of goes back to doodling. I mean, the doodles mm. change when on the, throughout the two minutes you're doodling. A meeting may need to change halfway through. So it offers flexibility. I really like the term flexibility in terms of creativity. It just, it opens you up to be flexible for change. Um, I, I, I find that to be such a, a, lost, a lost art of flexibility of, of, no, we have to do it this way. We have to do it this way. So I, I ask the people I work with, what are the two things you do well that are non-negotiables that you will never, never farm out? You will never delegate. The two things you're really good at and you know that you would win. Stick with those two things and delegate everything else and, and the ability to let it go. If it's not, it's not, it's not going to, you know, of course it's not going to be. Nicole, it's not going to be your work. <laughs> so where do you let that go? Like where, where, where can I just let that piece go? It's, okay, it's not how I would do it. 
I would do it this way and it would rock. Is that going to be integral to growing my business? No, I can let that go. What's going to move my business forward or my organization or my teams forward are the two things that, you know, I realized that these, these are my superpowers. I'm going to focus on these two. Oh, you just want to mute there for a second. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm just not going to let anyone else interfere with my flow as it were. Very, very cool. So I'm seeing this, uh, I'm in my, in my notes, I'm, you know, I'm drawing this like creativity bubble with like a wellness offshoot and a resiliency offshoot and a change management offshoot. Um, uh, and then the, the leadership skill of delegating, right? This is something people really struggle with, right? I want to delegate, but I don't know how or I feel guilty doing it, or uh, I do it and the work doesn't come with quality. So uh, as soon as you started talking about that delegation piece, I started thinking about the situational leadership model, right? How do you, how do you move from more directive delegation where you go step-by-step to a more delegative uh, leadership style, which, you know, you don't, you no longer have to provide all the specifics and the direction of exactly how you want it done. I go, Monica, you know how to do this. You've proven it before, you know what I mean, and I trust you. So go and run with it. And typically what happens to leaders is then they get, they sometimes uh, misconstrue. They're like, oh, I don't know if Monica can do this. So I'm going to be super directive. You become disengaged and don't deliver on it the way you could have because I gave you too much direction. That's a chronic problem I have. Uh, when someone gives me too much direction or too many boundaries, I can't, I can't be creative and I'm no longer inspired and engaged. I become boxed in and then it just becomes a chore and then I procrastinate. Um, and similarly, also- you could tell someone to run with it and then they don't have the direction or skills to do it and it becomes too hard and they procrastinate and avoid doing the work like eating a buffet versus sitting down for a four course meal. You know, the meal's coming. You don't get to choose. I mean, you choose initially, but then you're stuck with the choice unless you change mid, mid service. And that really doesn't happen. And I like the buffet approach. Okay, tonight, right now I'm gonna try the sushi part of the, <laughs> of the buffet. Oh, wait, I need to go over here and try, you know, the, the wings part or the, oh my gosh, the vegan, whatever, whatever is happening that looks delicious. So um, you're right. I mean, I, and I think, and then they get, you get in a pattern and that's why you hire consultants <laughs> to help you break out of the pattern. You know, this is, this is why you hire people like this. You, you have to reach out for help. And I find that women have a hard time asking for help in a different way than men do men because maybe more ego driven or I can do it by myself or I don't need your help or I can just do it because I get it done. And women are like, oh my gosh, um, I can do it by myself. I've done, <laughs> it was kind of the same vibe, but it, you know, in a different package um, uh, or I can't afford it or, you know, there's so many reasons. And, and I think it's like, well, what can, what, what can you afford not to do? Like what, 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 what will you, happen if you don't change? Exactly. Like what's, what's the end result that you really want to go for and look at 10 state steps ahead versus one or two 
and to have it, you know, they have the macro and the micro look for the future of your business. And it's always, you know, one foot in this world and one foot in that world. And that's where innovation happens and how you move your, your business, um, your teams forward is one, you know, step in the present and then one step in the future because you're straddling those lines all the time. And that's how you just, hey, move forward. When you're walking, you don't look at your feet, you look ahead. Yes, you're present, but you look at, you know, what's ahead? Am I going to hit that bush when I'm taking a, uh, a stroll in the, in the woods or so? So interesting. And, you know, and I heard some, you know, objections uh, and I hear this in, the, in particularly the management space all the time where we hear individual contributors often wanting to up their skill sets, manage their wellness, um, you know, learn new things, move up the corporate ladder, uh, do whatever it is they need to do. Um, and they're motivated to do that because they see, you know, they've, they've got a vision or they've got a, a direction of where they want to go. But when it comes to management and leadership training and support or coaching and consulting, oh, it's too busy. I don't have time. I don't, you know, I, I don't know how many clients tell me, can you teach us, you know, X leadership, but we need it to be one hour. I'm like, there's very little you can teach in one hour. So how do you, how do we uh, get through to those leaders and say, you know, you're not too busy. You, you need to make time for this. You know what, how do we, how do we overcome that objection? Well, I, I kind of reverse it for two things. Again, like anyone else, how do they want to, how do they listen? How to, what, what avenue of conversation or dialogue is going to enable them to listen to you? So how do they communicate? Figure that out within the first few minutes if you can, just by having a you know, conversation. And I'm like, well, what, how much money are you willing to lose in the next year? Because you're going to lose money. Every time there's turnover, it costs almost um, uh, 10 times as much of hiring new people than keeping the person on staff. Every time there's a new employee yeah. of onboarding. <clears throat> so how much do you, how do you want to retain your talent? And this is all, again, a comprehensive how to run your business kind of thing. And um, where do you, where do you make those cuts? And it goes back to creative thinking and, and being innovative in how you want to run your business. And it doesn't, the old ways don't work anymore. They're just not, they're, they just don't work. Being human, seeing people who they are, DEI space, um, equity, inclusion, those are the conversations that need to be had um, when you're talking with new leaders or people that have been in, in the leadership role for 30 years. Uh, so again, meeting where they're at and how they communicate, asking what their goals are. And if they're not, and they may not be ready to make the, to make the shift. And once you find that out, it's, I'm not going to keep going after someone if they're not ready, if not willing to, to meet me and let's do the work together versus I paid you all this money. This didn't happen. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, what was your account? So there's always a accountability agreement. What are you going to participate in? What am I? So anyway, I'm sort of going off rails, but um, how they communicate and ask them their goals and to figure out if they're ready. Yeah, 100%. So Monica, where uh, can people find you and your programming? How can they access your uh, creative brilliance? Because Monica, you are just 
Uh, you're the, you're the, I want to call it jack of all trades is not the word that I'm looking for. You have so many surprises within you. Uh, when you get to know Monica, you know, it's like, oh, uh, I do horse therapy stuff. I, I was a midwife. Uh, I do, uh, you know, I paint, I do, I do this kind of work too. So it's so fast. I wrote a book, you know, you just find always some sweet little nugget about Monica that will surprise you. Where can they find you and your genius? Oh, well, thank you for that. That's very kind. Um, MLZconsulting.net. That's MLZ <laughs> in Canada. <laughs> um, Consulting.net. Uh, or uh, Monica MLZconsulting.net as well. Or yeah, Monica at MLZconsulting.net for email. So um, I'm out there. Check it out. Reach out. Have a conversation and see what unfolds. If you're looking to change. Beautiful. Yeah, if you're looking to step outside, uh, if your, you know, boss is asking you to be more strategic, be more creative, be more innovative, uh, then you need Monica to help you figure out what is putting those blinders on you. Is it is it stress? Is it uh, your workplace wellness? Is it um, you know, not tapping into that creative side of you often enough to recognize when you're in that creative flow state. Um, so what do you need to do uh, to get there? And, and what kind of activities and how can, you know, you get Monica to hold you accountable. Did you doodle today? Did you walk in nature? <laughs> did you do this? Did you do this? Or did you just do what you do every day? Because uh, that's uh, the definition of insanity. Yeah. Yes, it is. According to our good friend Einstein, right? Doing the same thing uh, every day and expecting different results is just pure insanity. So well, if you want to change and tap in, do something different. Exactly. And interesting enough, you know, he worked for seven years at a post office. He sat, looked out the window and stared for, see, for the first seven years of his adult life, or the beginning of, um, before he got into changing the world as we know it, he sat and stared and daydreamed. And that's sort of was the catalyst for him to create these huge worldly shifts that we now live in um, and, and mindsets and theories and all those great stuff. So he took the time. He there you go. If you think you're in that dead end job, don't, don't consider it boring. Consider it daydreaming because you might become Einstein. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for joining us today, Monica. It has been a pleasure. Uh, make sure you find her. She's on the social. She's on LinkedIn as well. So you can uh, find her through my page as well um, and tap into that creative DNA. Thanks, Nicole. It's been a pleasure. Until next time. Thanks for joining us at Ot The Whiteboard. We've had an amazing time with you here today. If you want to keep up to date with everything that At The Whiteboard podcast is doing, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You can also find us on Instagram at Whiteboard Consult or on our website at www.whiteboardconsulting.ca. Talk soon.